Okay, we're back in action. Fits all podcast. My microphone is new. And it works. And we spent the last 45 minutes figuring out all the other crap that goes along with it. Jeez. If you yell like that, your microphone's going to break again. I think that's what we're... <laughs> Am I yelling? That's, that's what broke. Am I yelling? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because we've been talking for the last 45 minutes trying to get you hooked up with Skype. And you've been perfect. And then when we started, all of a sudden, your limit switch is clicking. All right. I turned it way down there, cowboy. Yeah. Simmer it down. Simmer. So, ladies and gentlemen, tonight on the Fits All podcast, we're going to pick up where we left off when my computer went kaput because I did not <laughs> oh bring the charger. I brought it home today. And now, here we go. I totally forgot that's what happened last episode because yeah, I didn't edit how, it. You did. Yeah, that's how it ended. It's just so abruptly that I had to add a little extra. But we're fine. He has a charger and he has a microphone. Yeah. So it's at in this point uh, in our trip, we were where? What were we doing? What was we going were, on? We were in New York now at the blacksmithing event, about to go to the wonderful antique uh, engine and tractor show. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's when... We- we met we met the guy at the farm. We met the the two generations of young men at the farm, and then they directed us to the to the the tractor engine show, which was the following morning. Yeah. And we we got up and we went to Riverhead, which is way out on Long Island. Riverhead is like if you look at Long Island and where the where there's a North and South Fork, the South Fork is where the Hamptons is, is where all the fancy people live. And the North Fork is where other different types of fancy people live. But right at the crotch of the fork is Riverhead. It's like the furthest. So who lives in the crotch? Oh, yeah, uh, no, the it's, it's... The Riverheads. All, all of the end of Long Island is there's lots of exclusive land. There it's basically it's a crotch, is what he's saying. Yeah. Let, let me just tell you this. The freaking Riverhead and all that area is stunning, beautiful. It is. There, it's all like, farmland now. It's like oak leaf hydrangeas. The whole way there, all blooming, all beautiful, super awesome. Yeah. As a kid, we would go driving and and we would goof off and go to comedy shows and stuff. And if you got on the Long Island Expressway, it says New York in one direction and Riverhead in the other. Is usually what it says on any one of the expressways. And as kids, we didn't really have iPhones or maps. And we would just drive until we would see something we recognized. And if we ended up, we'd be driving for like two hours and we were like 70 miles past our exit. That's, that's how I learned about Riverhead is when we would drive, we just learned how to drive. We just drive until we came to a stop and we'd be in Riverhead. That's where my, uh, that's where my customer lives in Riverhead, I think. Oh yeah. That's where we were. That's where East Morichi's. And then Riverhead, I think, is where his house is. Yes. So um, the tractor show itself was great. It was really, really cool. Some wonderful pieces there. There We uh, it was hot, so we had to kind of skirt through there, you know, because I had Wooly Beaver one and Wooly Beaver two with me, (laughs) which is Eric has got more hair on his head than I have on my entire body. And then Definitely Jimmy has like patches of hair, like leprosy <laughs> patches of hair. 
Y'all don't know this about him, but he just grows these random patches of hair on his body. Like one nipple is covered in hair and the other one is. That's, that's from trying all my knives that I sharpen. Yeah. Have you that's ever right. been around a guy that does that actually where they, tr- they, oh, they want to show you how sharp their knife is. So they just shave a little hair off and then they look like a, one of those hairless cats. Yeah. That, look at my <laughs> like, forearm right now. I, I that's, shaved that's with, what the Jimmy does all day. You see no, the Jimmy. Naked spot? Oh, that's from the battery. It looks like somebody spilled battery acid on your arm, actually. No, I actually. And it melted all the hair off. I have very hairy arms, except for where the battering shaving was. So, what was your favorite item at the show, Jimmy? I'll answer that for you because this is something <laughs> new for you. You're gonna let me speak for you. Your favorite thing at the show was the sawmill, but it wasn't running because right now you have zipper burn for a sawmill. I do. And I wish I bought that blade. Remember that blade that was 75 bucks leaning there? Because if, if I if I, if I had a good blade, I could probably make the rest of the sawmill. Oh, God. Don't even start, <laughs> Seymour. Listen, are you already, I already song. told you this. Listen, I want to make, make this a whole public. Song, I got to make this public. This is, this is a PSA slash Jimmy. I, in my gut, in my heart of hearts, I have a terrible, terrible feeling about you owning a sawmill, okay? Because someone will die. It's not going to be you, but someone <laughs> will die with your sawmill because you're too friendly and you just let everyone come over and gallivant your property. <laughs> and and before you know it, no. uh, Bobby Jean's going to be over there sawmill. He's going to sawmill his wiener off. And then he's going to no. sawmill his leg. Obviously, he's going to bleed out and die right there. Well, if I did do the sawmill, I'd have to. I. By the way, I think since the last we spoke, I don't know. Did I go to Louisville since we spoke? Have I, we done a show since I got back from Louisville? I don't know. Are you Jimmy dressed up? But I'm saying, like, we went. Do you we, know? Do I don't you know? remember. I drove him to Louisville and back. And on the way yes. back. Is that when uh, you made the pizza oven? That is. So do we do the pizza oven story? We have yet? not yet discussed the pizza oven. So I, I thought it was pizza oven. Yeah, pizza oven. So I went to Louisville, and on the way there, I actually, we could discuss the new band so I bought, which has pretty been covered in social media, but I don't know if everybody knows. I bought a second uh, B36 American Woodworking Tools bandsaw, basically 400 serial numbers away from the one I already own. And that's, that's pretty shipped. impressive to be able to find one that close to what you got that, already. It's me, hard to do. It's cool. Talking. Me and Eric were talking before you got on, and I, I really don't want the wherewithal for another giant 2,000-pound bandsaw. And it's, But if I didn't take it, it would have driven me crazy. Why not? Because it's just like it's more stuff. I, I got to take, take a stuff diet. I have too much stuff. Oh, Jimmy, you got like eight welding machines, and you got seven yeah. cutting torches, and you got water jet i mean listen two tables i gotta two take pants all is like nothing man that's two big ones i got three big ones and i, got I gotta like- stop because i can't unload it all i have is a chain hoist hanging <laughs> from my header and brad has been bitching at me because it's so heavy brad. and i just he has no idea i'm bringing home a pizza oven <laughs> You should. It's true you should. The pizza, the yes. pizza oven will be here any minute. It's getting shipped. It, it already left. It already left uh, Louisville. It's on its way here. You're gonna the get so oven. fat owning one of those things. Oh. Oh my God, I think your ass will actually grow cheeks. 
Yeah, I, like we I, had to make it on funny. the barbecue when we were there. Yeah, I I'm gonna exercise after this podcast. I'm I oh, yeah, buy sure. so what? You bought a pizza oven. You're still gonna get fat. <laughs> I am. You'd have to run marathons daily. Oh. You're going to have so much pizza, it's going to be like pizza for breakfast, pizza for er, lunch, and pizza er. for dinner. The He's going to have a pizza calzone snack. The good thing about the pizza oven being here is that it's going to be in the in the barn, because that's right now where the only 50-amp circuit is, so until I have it like hooked up. So the pizza oven is going to be next to the plasma table. Oh, Southwire, <laughs> please, please make Jimmy a 2,000-foot extension cord for his pizza oven to the house. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That's so, so, the band great combo. so listen, having you, two uh... bandsaws is fine. Why? Why? Two bandsaws is good. But there, it's the good thing is that the cool thing about me buying this bandsaw, it's the same exact bandsaw. So I'll tell you, I, I talked a little bit uh, before we started with Eric about, like, maybe the subject tonight. That's because... twice you've said that. No, besides catching up with what we haven't talked about, talking a little bit about like that need to have, and of course we all have that need to have, and it came about because when I was watching uh, Eric's story about the the American Woodworking Tools catalog, and every page was just another cool thing that like I just picture it in the weeds at Smiley's, or I picture it you know in some dry yeah, field somewhere. that you go to down yeah it's somewhere. And oh, totally. to be able to find that and bring them back to life is just, you know, it's just amazing. It's just, it's like so, the need to have. Listen, th this is what I have spent a lot of my life doing. It, bringing old machinery back to life and watching people use it to create things is, is a humbling experience. It really is. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's awesome. I mean, you guys actually are way more talented than I am as like makers, you know, My, I'm not a maker, so to speak. I'm not a, a professional blacksmith. I'm not, I like to, to think of myself as a machine guy primarily, you know, I like to rebuild things. I like to get them going and I like them to be perfect. No, and then people don't. like you use them, you know? Yeah. The, um, yeah, of uh, course. The machine. Speaking back at at the the event that we went to, those those two Baudry hammers were gorgeous, especially the the middle size one. What was that? The one that Kevin brought. That thing was amazing. No, the small one piece. Oh, yeah, 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 the fifty pounder um, or seventy five pounder. Seventy five pound, yeah, yeah. That was a great machine. That was a really very great nice machine. Size. Like, isn't it oh, worth a bajillion because it's one piece? Yeah, that's probably a $30,000 hammer, 20000 30000 Whoa. That's like a lot of money. And y'all were just banging it around like it was a bag of ding-dongs? <laughs> yeah, we were just teabagging everything. We could. Well, wow, so I, I went off on a tangent, but I started talking about going to Louisville because on the ride home, I stopped at my buddy Sam Hoggins place, and Sam's got a sawmill that he, he told me a little bit about. It. He said his grandfather bought it. But his grandfather bought it in 1960, I think, from some Amish guy, wrote it. And he and he said about uh, in 2012, he rebuilt all the moorings for it and rebuilt a whole new building for it and everything. And he's been he's been giving it a lot of tender love and care that it needs to, to operate. And he hooked it up to two tractors to run the PTO, run it, run it right. off a of PTO. And he he's got tandem tractors. One runs a chain driven to the other one. So the two of them run together to give it 
it's pretty crazy how he's got it hooked up. Anyway, he's he cut up some walnut logs for me, and I videotaped the whole process. And that's when I started getting major zipper burn about, hey, this isn't this all this is is a spinning blade, and somebody yeah, but it is really from. spinning and it's so <laughs> sharp and it's so cool. You're it's, going it's down. so dangerous. It's inc- and he kept like I'm like dude I like I just kept think picturing myself like if you fall and you tip on your feet and you you land six feet away from where the tip of your feet are like including your arms over your head I just yeah, made sure that I didn't get into that circumference near the blade and he's mark. he's in there like he's in there like right next to it, grabbing little bits and bobs and the other spinning blade I'm like dude it's crazy be careful I said I don't want to yeah, get your like body yeah. being sliced in half on GoPro. You, yeah. you need one of those shark chain suits when you run one of those things. Oh my god, that would just mangle the hell that, out of you. That wouldn't even do it. You need like <laughs> every sawmill that I armor. You need knight's yeah, armor, or just let it, you guys run it. And I'll it, watch. It'll just keep your bag of bones in one spot. Like if you were wearing chainmail and you fell into a saw blade, it would basically you. It would be picking up like a like a crushed ice cream sundae. Yeah, you'd yeah. be in one spot. It's a chipper. Yeah, it's a chipper machine. That's what it, no, there's just yeah. something about slabbing up trees. I don't know why. It's very satisfying. So I have some huge logs uh, yes, in my I yard. Did I got a bunch of ends yet. Uh, Did you paint well, the ends of the logs? No, yet? I'll go paint them. I'll paint them up. You're already too late. Is it really too late? Well, yeah, technically. Well, they were laying on the ground for a month before I got yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. That's what <laughs> they already started checking in the photos I saw. Not the end of the world. It's just uh, shortens your available wood if you're going to do yes. something else. My oh. soft knowledge. So is... I should just cut them again and then paint it? Well, nah. log it up. I mean, pl- yeah. uh, log it up, but plank it up, and then the, some of the planks will have cracks. Are you, are you like flat sawing them? Or are you going to like actually quarter saw nice lumber chunks out of it? I was going to let y'all do that when you're here. Oh, okay. Yeah. You have the sawmill ready? Do you have yeah, a uh, The old man's bringing it. It's electric. It's an electric chainsaw mill. Oh, no. Oh, that he made. No. Uh, no. Chainsaw mills are no. painless. No, don't no do it's, that. Uh, it's a. Do you have a slabbing blade on it? It's got like a tooth every 10 inches. No. Let's get this out of my face. I'm gonna bring a chipper, and no, get get <laughs> someone a with a wood miser on a trailer. Band oh yeah, yeah. Listen, the only problem is I saw lots of screws and bolts and stuff in these logs. Oh, forget. Yeah, that's why you want a bandsaw. At at least with the chainsaw, it's over. Like your chain's done. I'm not chainsawing anything. I hate chainsawing stuff. Period. That's what I'm saying. So Wait, you can't. Can a, do they make bandsaw mills that actually have like carbide teeth that'll cut through steel? Yeah. Hmm. So, I, didn't realize, so I always thought it was just a crapshoot. Like you hit a nail, that's the no, end of it. No, it's still not. Log chain, that's the end of it. It's not. My chainsaw blades have carbide tips. Oh, that's we've ridiculous. talked. We've talked a little bit about this. That's oh yeah, that's right. You didn't believe but me. Yes, they do make uh, the the blades. They're very expensive, but uh, they're better, and they do chip out. Uh, like the the carbide will break off the teeth very easily. You can actually uh, cut through nails with normal wood bandsaw blades because they're just. Dude, I got an iPhone. So watch. much wood. Jesus <laughs> Christ! 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did you see that? That's good. Did you just have a rubber band over your arm? Yep. <laughs> have you ever been to puppetry of the penis? <laughs> 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 oh god i've been wanting to do that since the first episode it finally got the nerve <laughs> in the middle of talking about carbide tip and so blade yeah also like that's ripped just... my chonies oh god uh okay so our our let's fast forward the the show was great oh. uh, the hit and miss engine show was great true that you, you were gonna buy something do you remember what you were gonna buy? Like I wanted like fifteen grand for some like little motor. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was a what couple was little uh, steam engines. Very tiny. And uh, I, it was one of those situations where he didn't really want to sell them. So you know, you don't want to really press, but you ask anyways, just to, like, yeah. hey, you know, if you were going to sell them, what would you desire, you know, price wise? And he was like, I don't think it was fifteen grand, but it was like 12, four or five, maybe? something like that. And I was like, well. Um, you know, it was too much. It was too much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're talking about something that was like 15 inches left to right. Yeah, it was just. It was like it was a replica of a steam. Yeah, engine. exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. And you can so, buy those. Yeah, you can buy those pretty easy. So that was good. And then we left there, and I was flying out the next morning. Correct. So y'all was, drove me. Yeah. You had the rent-a-car that you just left in a random parking lot somewhere. Do you get a bill for that when you rent a car and just leave it anywhere? It doesn't matter. You just do it. They they can find their cars. It's unbelievable. All of you, and you just got out. You're like, okay, let's go. I'm like, aren't you going to talk to anybody? You're like, no, it's fine. Let's go. I didn't, you know what? I actually, I forgot to give them the keys. That was the only thing they called about. Did you? Oh, really? nice. Yeah. So they're like, the we found our truck on uh on star and but there's no keys i'm like well just, they're in my bag actually and i'm in texas i'll mail them to you i did Jesus. uh nice. but n- enough about me and my add jimmy did you color with your hands with sharpie pen or what oh no no i i've been working all day long i got uh i got like burns no you know what that is that's i was varnishing so i get varnish on my hands and then i pick up dust and dirt in the shop so mm. it's hard to unless i scrub so we left there and we went to the city and we were going to see some people. We didn't see them, but on our way to dinner, we went to go see my sister for some reason. I forget why. Why do we, we went to go see my sister first. We went to my, we were going to go, oh, see, we were gonna go Ma- see Zep. Zep. We're gonna, we were going to go see Chris Zepp, but he was still like taking his time because he had burned himself that day. I think he was, a I still can't day. believe anyway. that you pooped in his yard. That was so rude. Yeah, that was rude. Well, he, he'll never see it. It's no, he, he no, it's better. Yeah, they, they it, just a little to rewind. Chris Zepp, if anybody watches Chris Zepp's Make Everything YouTube Instagram, he was uh, he walked in. This is a good lesson to everybody listening. When you walk into a blacksmith shop, especially when it's daytime, don't touch anything that could potentially be hot. Just keep your hands in your pocket. Because Chris walked in. And there were a couple of guys working on a wedge, trying to keep a, a die in the bottom of one of the power hammers. And they were talking about trying to get it out. And just as a matter of just curiosity, Chris grabbed it to see how tight it was. And it was glowing red hot, but it was daytime. He couldn't see that, how hot it was. And 
nobody reminded him. Nobody said, hey, don't touch that. But he impulsively grabbed it and he grabbed like a three by three chunk of steel that was, oh. you know, probably amber, you know, if it was the lights were out. Anyway, it put a sizable you, burn you, in the palm of his hand. Oh, it put a huge burn. So I, I, I was not there standing there when it happened, but he came over to where I was after that. He's like, I just burned myself. And I was like, really? Let me see it. And he had his hand inside of a solo cup. Yeah. Of ice water. And I said, Zep, you got to get your hand out of the, the solo cup of ice water. Okay. Really? Because like, what you're doing is you're prolonging the pain when you do oh, that. Oh, yeah. The pain I said, the, the, the good thing is I have some silver solodine with me and we'll just put a little bit of that on there and, you know, whatever. He's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you have some. So I went and got it out of the back of your truck, which my bag was in there and and gave it. I said, here, just keep the whole thing. And he like did a three finger two in the goo one in the poo type thing and like just <laughs> dipped it in there and slathered it on his hand. Talk and about what like, that is because I don't really know that silver solidine. Silver solidine. It's just a prescription strength burn cream is what it is. And my doctor, yeah, you, you have to, your doctor has to prescribe it to you. Like uh, for an example, let's say you were welding and you didn't put on a shirt and you burn your arms from the from the uh you know from the sleeves down radiation yeah from the no not yeah yeah so like you had radiation red, burn yeah like a radiation type burn you could put that silver solidine on your arm and overnight you know it would dissipate that burn it would go away right. done it so right. silver solidine if you don't have it definitely have your doctor prescribe it to you because it's freaking awesome if you're out at the beach and you burn Put the stuff on you and it like goes away. It's like it's awesome. It's it's something that actually works. Mm. Mm. So Chris Chris ended up going to the hospital. He was in so much pain, he ended up going to the hospital. Yeah. So and after he took the whole container of silver <laughs> sold on I had and slathered it on his hand, he was like, I think this burn is worse than what this silver sold on is gonna do for me. And I looked over and his he had like a bubble from his index finger down to his like the palm of his hand. Yeah. I was like, Yeah. Yeah, I think you should go ahead and head out there, big guy. Like his, his that, hand uh, was like, literally that's an cooked. Yeah, yeah, they may have to amputate this skin. Thing. Yo, yeah. I'd be tempted to kind of eat some of that skin, like eat some cooked human hand flesh. Mm. I, I mean, everybody, probably myself and enough. Jimmy, are so grossed out by that right now. I'm just, I'm just so dumbfounded by that. I just don't it even know. It is what to say. of interest. You just never know. It's karma when your internet doesn't work like that. Uh, okay, so on the way to dinner to Jimmy's sister, and also we, we, we were going we to go see Zach. Neighborhood. We were going to go to. We were hoping Chris got back in time so we can go visit his shop. Because from where from where the event was to where Chris's shop was, which was on the way to the airport to drop you off, was about seventy five miles. So we didn't know where Zep was in the travel and where we were, and we just we got there way before him. He was going to be another hour, and so that was why we decided to just have some pizza, hang out, and then we ended up taking you to the airport. Yeah, but you're going too fast because you skipped the most crucial lead into the story, which is we pull up to a stoplight. <laughs> And we all looked to the right, and I was like, dude, there is a dead guy laying on the ground right there. (laughs) I didn't see it. I had it back up. I was driving. And and you both go, there's a dead guy laying there on the ground. 
And I backed up like a car length because there was nobody behind me. We were in traffic a little bit. We stopped at the light, but then I backed up and there was a guy, a dead guy laying in his driveway or laying in it's a, a like a crime scene type layout. Like, like his he fell legs were behind, yeah, he yeah fell, like his legs were behind him. Exactly. His like a torso was straight and his face and arms were going the other way. It was like a Z. <laughs> Like literally like it's a like seat. The, uh, and y'all were like, white... he's not dead. Oh, I was like, dude, he's dead. He's totally dead. Yeah. 100%. And so we're at a red light. And if he wasn't cars... dead, his foot was asleep. So no, I was like, dead. all right, I'm going to get out and go see if he's dead. So I go, I get out of the truck and I walk over there and I was like, I kind of like kicked him on the, you know, on the shoulder, like you would do anybody to see if they were dead. He had no shirt on. And when I kicked him, his titties kind of like, jiggled a little bit and he laughed he kind of smiled and i was like oh this guy's not dead <laughs> this drunk. guy's drunk or high or something i was like hey dude and mind you it was 100 degrees outside he's just laying out there like and he had he had crapped himself in his pants i said dude uh <laughs> are you New dead York. and he and he was like no man i'm not dead why I was like, no i'm not you're laying like you're dead in the road and you look at it and you've crapped your pants. He's like, dude, all's good. All's good. I'm fine. And he and, and he like tried to stand up. And it was like Mike Tyson had hit him in the jaw. He did that stumble, you know? He did that stumble. I and thought, I was like, for one second, I thought it was a setup. I thought he was just like, there was like somebody who was going to come out from behind the car with like a jump, baseball batter. Jump you. Or yeah. Oh, dude, I would have Jackie Channed him. So I said, dude, do you, oh, yeah, do you yeah. need me to call the ambulance or what? And he was like, no, 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 don't call anybody. Please don't call anybody. I was like, I said the ambulance. I didn't say police. He's like, no, 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 don't call anybody. Don't call anybody. Don't call anybody. I'm just like, all right, I'm out of here, dude. You're not dead. Go back to being dead, you punk. No, I was trying yeah, to be a good was... Samaritan. Like, that... I was so concerned. And then as... You were so concerned, you locked the doors and rolled the window up. <laughs> no, I was concerned because Jimmy was like, yeah, it's like a setup, 100%. Uh, and I like, I don't know anything and being Canadian, I don't know, like the best thing to do. Cause I would just be like, why don't I just take you to the hospital? But then I'm going to cost this guy $5,000 that he doesn't have because <laughs> right. there's no insurance and he's fucked forever. Like it's, it's not a, it's like, so I don't know what to do. I, I, I we were trying to be no nice. Just being nice. Yeah. We were being nice. Like a normal... I noticed neither one of y'all got out of the truck though. That was but I don't know. No, I because like I said, I'm just such a skeptical New Yorker. I'm like, this is a setup. They're just looking for someone to come over so they can get them behind the tree. And Did I ever tell you about when I, you know I had an apartment at 18th and 9th there in Chelsea, and and uh, one of the first weekends that I had that apartment, I came back and this was a building without a doorman or anything like that. It's like you know Slumdog Millionaire, and I walk up to go into the building and there's a woman with a shopping basket and she's holding onto the handle of the shopping basket, but she's bent down with her pants down at her ankles. She's pissing <laughs> at the front yeah. door. And I was yeah. like, I, you know, I, I'm a text and I'm like, what the freak are you doing woman? She's like, yeah. go inside, go inside. This is my pissing area. And I was like, what? <laughs> this is your pissing area. This is the front door to my building. As it has always, always been my pissing area, and I will continue to piss here. And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm moving!" 
Moving. As in, as a New Yorker, I've seen people poop between cars probably about 15 times. I've caught people pooping between cars. I don't. Aren't there washrooms literally everywhere? No. And what? But what no. do you what wipe do you, with? What do you mean? You like no. smear your butt on the side of their car? Or what? This is I'm crazy. Sure. Like, aren't know. there shops at every street level? So you want to hear a funny anybody. story? This is a funny story. So one day I'm walking down the street. My brother just got two puppy Rottweilers. And now, like, now we're both, like, two idiots that we lived together in the city in, like, 93, 94. And that's when the city was, like, much worse than it is now. I mean, it was worse off than that at the time. But my neighborhood was pretty bad, Lower East Side. And my, so we have these two puppy Rottweilers that are both about 10 pounds each. And I'm walking them, and I'm talking baby talk to them alone on some <laughs> street. Baby talking to these two puppies trying get, to get, get Give us an them. example. Give us an example. Oh, God. Like, Come on, puppies! Come on! Ba, 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 ba. They were called Cain and Abel. They both died. Wait, wait, that—that's puppy talk, like baby talk. Anyway, I'm already embarrassed having to recount the story because I'm thinking to myself, I just oh, I haven't had a long time. I'm baby talking to these two puppies, and as I walk past the car, there's a guy crouched down taking a shit, and I'm like, "Fuck! That guy just heard me talking baby talk to these dogs." I'm so embarrassed. And then, like, I'm like, "Wait a minute! He's taking a shit between the two cars." I think his embarrassment. <laughs> My embarrassment about walking and baby talking to two puppies. So yeah, I think you were. I think you were the guy that was in the clear on that one. Yeah, that's that's New York City for you. Well, New York is a fun place, man, to visit. The Lower East Side. To visit. Yeah, to visit. Well, you lived there. How long did you live in New York? Well, I, I had an apartment in Poughkeepsie and in Manhattan. So we would go to the Manhattan apartment on the weekends. Uh-huh. But it was just when I was in culinary school, so I, during the week I would stay in Poughkeepsie. And uh, what? Uh, where did you hang out? Do you remember the names of any of the clubs you went to, or the bars that you had, or restaurants you went to? The the Rusty uh, Butthole. I remember the Boat Basin. You went to the Rusty Butthole. No, to the Boat Basin. Yeah, the Seven Street Boat Basin. Yeah, and then there was some. I need to ask woman. Um, there were some other clubs. I don't know. I know that I always woke up and went to Balthazar for breakfast. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's a couple blocks from me. Yeah, yeah. Balthazar. Yeah, you were I've actually, that was in Soho. I've actually been there. Yeah. Yeah. And and the, mm -hmm. Right across the street from Balthazar is a, is a hotel, and on the top has a swimming pool. Oh, that narrows mm -hmm. it down. And mm -hmm. It's got oh, – what the heck? No, I can't remember the name of it. It's called the skyscraper. Oh, the uh, Chelsea Piers. We would go to Chelsea Piers and play oh, uh, sure. golf balls. Oh yeah, that's a nice spot. Uh, what's that? Right on the on this side of Chelsea Piers is that kind of a culinary place. It was an old factory. You know, if you were going this way. <laughs> oh, that this way. Called Chelsea Market. Oh Chelsea yes, Market. yeah. Chelsea Market was an Abisco factory. Yeah, dude. Dude, that where was a the, great place. Where Food Network is. Yeah. That's right. It's where Food How do you know this? You live in Canada. Just shut your mouth. Do you understand my lifelong passion for the Food Network? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But now it's, I, now it's horrible. My friend I've been on the Food Network before on uh, <clears throat> on Roker on the Road. I made a... Roker on the Road. I was on one of his episodes. What did he, did he roke you the wrong no, he just way? 
He ran me over with a truck. I met. Oh, is that classic Rokers? Always yeah, killing people. Roker on the road. I don't even remember what I did on there. What? Fun, I though. don't even remember that show. I don't even know what that is. It, it never aired. Oh. Well, I'm just kidding. It aired. Uh, also, I don't remember what the episode Food Network was. Canada is different. We have like all these Canadian chefs and stuff. It's a little different. Oh, Gensu knife, the sharpest steel, katukado. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that. That would be you know, unnecessary. When Eric so, was here, we cooked pizza on the barbecue. I saw that. Eric, it really good. good. That's like Taylor's specialty now. Taylor's making barbecue pizza. She's made like 10 really? barbecue pizza. Yeah, they're unbelievable. Did you teach her how to do that, Eric? Yeah, these guys figured uh, it guess. out together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. I like... Not as good as normal pizza, but it's still good because even bad pizza is good pizza. I haven't had pizza in almost two years because I stopped eating bread. But are you so skinny? You can't totally no bread, bread, no sugar, no exercise. It's my deal. So just go with it. If you didn't eat sugar, you would die. No, that's not true. Yes. No, that's not true at all. Because. Your cells need glucose to survive. No, natural <laughs> sugar, you moron. That that is a normal. That's okay. a normal sugar. Okay, I'm the, I'm just like I'm, what I'm saying is like, don't go get a bag of turbinado sugar and pour it down your mouth like y'all do every day. Yeah, that's how I wake up. Yeah, like oh. Anyways, so after we went to uh, dinner, we saw the dead guy. We went to dinner, and then. I got to tell you, I went and stayed in, in the weirdest, would never stay in that hotel by LaGuardia Airport that y'all yeah, recommended. I wonder. I wonder. I wanted to murder the two of you. Literally what? murder the two of you. What did that I, I drove in the wrong biggest... direction. I thought I was going to get, I thought I was going to get road rage. I drove into the hotel in the wrong direction. <laughs> oh my no, God, dude. Like, that right. was the worst now hotel ever. Check. Oh, what so exciting about it. It was like a. It was definitely a cattle call. Like it was a. It was zoom in, zoom out, yeah. dirty. It was weird. They sold chips at the counter. It was you know like for like forty eight dollars for a bag of Dorito chips. Yes, yeah, it was just weird. All these people standing in line for these two people holding iPads for you to check in. It was just weird, man. Well, that's probably just because it's, it's... They're like, you can go down the street one block for our continental breakfast. Just show them your card. I was like, what? Down the street? one street down the block for a... Con- <laughs> what? I mean, where is it? At the Razorblade Inn? <laughs> what? Why is it not in the actual... I don't know. I just hated y'all for dropping me off just, at that hotel. There's, there, there's a McDonald's down the street. Yeah. For continental breakfast. I was like, Jimmy, I want to go to some swanky, cool hotel where cool people will be that I can talk to. And he takes not, me not to. Near, not near LaGuardia. There's nothing near LaGuardia. It's just, it's just basically an extended waiting room for the airplane. There's nothing <laughs> good near LaGuardia. The next morning, the guy was like, when I was checking in, the guy was like, okay, we have shuttles that run every 20 minutes starting at 4 a.m. for the airport. And I was like, I'm not riding in that shuttle. You know, why would I ride in the shuttle? Duh. $227 later. Yeah, $227 Uber ride. And I went 800 yards across the street. I was going to say that. It was 30 (laughs) feet away from where you were. And the people that were waiting in the lobby 
for the shuttle were already at the airport when I got there. Yeah, there you go. And I left before them. $227 Uber ride, literally four blocks. How is it you, that expensive? You were going to stay out in Riverhead. You were going to stay at that hotel one more night. And I was like, if you got to get to the airport at 6 in the morning, you got to leave Riverhead at like 3. So you might as well just drive there now with us. Yeah. That's nuts. Anyway, so enough of that silliness. Let's talk about some tools. Y'all want to talk about some tools? What do we want to that's, talk about? That's all I want to talk about. All the you time. are you are my tool shine, my only tool shine. I got so, too many tools. Andrew, you asked everybody if if you were gonna you were you were looking for a nasal the other day on Instagram. Is that what it was? Yes, I I was. Did yes. you get one? Did you find one? I found a couple. Yes, and talk I'm about working. what a nasal is. A nasal is a self-contained power hammer, and what is self-contained? What it means is that it creates its own power. It creates its own... Uh, it's an air hammer, but uh, it has all the components within to drive itself. So you don't have a bunch of external, you know, components. Like, and yeah. shafts. Although dingle, dingle there hunters. are nasals that were run off of flat belt pulleys back in the day. Naturally. Which would have all the external components which i would love to have and i actually found one of those uh but the guy's not gonna sell it of course story of my life so anyways yeah i i was searching for a nasal for some customer else. yeah right because you know that i'm a mechanical power hammer guy yes right are so, they so very common nasal um, i think what you'll notice is that a nasal is, sorry, is, we're talking over each other. Is Nazel considered a mechanical power hammer? It is. No, right? not at all. No, it's Thank air you. hammer. Yeah. Oh. And a lot of professionals use Nazel. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. A lot of the really, you know, professional smiths that are doing it all day, every day, they're oh, using no. the self-containment air hammers. They're just really, really good hammers. They're they're the control on them is very, very accurate. Uh, they do exactly what you ask them to do. They and hit what, really hard. What years you know. were they made? That's right, exactly. Oh, okay, you know. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah. Like, are they 40s or are they 70s? Yeah, that's right. That's, oh, that's okay. exactly right, yeah. yeah. Now, I don't, and, I don't keep up with the uh, air hammers that much, so I don't know. I, I, have some, I have a question that might be valid. What is the company Anyang? Are they making the same type of hammer? So yes. we're going to move on past that because <laughs> I'm not even going to acknowledge that question. I don't want to talk about that. The not on my podcast. This is my podcast right now, and we're not going to talk about Anyangs. I'm sorry. It ain't happening. So, Jimmy. So should I not um, answer the email that have, I got from them? Oh. Answer whatever you want, but. I'm kidding. That. I did not. I did not get any more. I actually know. <laughs> I don't make those people, stuff. and they're they're not into the um, philanthropic side of YouTube. Of, uh, of YouTube, yeah, they would they would rather you pay double or something. I don't know. They're good people, but <laughs> they're not going to give any I, away. I, I certainly don't need one. That's you know, it's not in my wheelhouse. Right Listen, now. I'll it's, say this. I've said it before. <laughs> This is the last time I want to say it. They're not bad hammers. They're really good hammers. Okay. They work really well. 
but they're made in China, and I don't support that. I support made in the USA. Jimmy, you sent me an I make hat that was made in China. I have never worn it. I will never wear it. I don't want anything to do with it. It was a nice gift, but son, I'm not going to participate in that. Okay? I'm a made in the USA guy. The microphone I'm using was bought out of necessity by someone else. What about the shirt at the back? Made in the USA. My clothes were made in the USA. (laughs) I did a story the other day about, about the these uh, crummy buffing things. And I said, how you could drill a little hole so you could put a little black screw to keep them from falling off your counter. And he wrote me a note. He goes, those things make me absolutely sick that you use that stuff. <laughs> He's oh. so disgusted that you buy that garbage or something like that. He said, oh you yeah. Could you said, I knew you meant it a thousand percent. I I'm serious. I just can't believe like, let's not participate in, I can't believe you buy that garbage is what you wrote to me. It makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was the end of our relationship, honestly. Yeah, it's over. It's over, guys. It's a good run. Like, every over. time you guys talk about Princess Albert and all whatever that store is, I just can't yeah, take you, it. Uh, when you guys come to come to Canada, you can hit up a Princess Auto. It smells exactly like what I assume China factory smells like. Rubber tires. Yeah, a little bit, a lot of plasticky, a lot of off-gassing of too many things. It's it's not the ideal smell, really. Yeah, but it's more the experience. So, Jimmy, why do you have your hat side cocked? Oh, is it? Let's see. This is a Carhartt hat. Let's see where this is made. China, Bangladesh, India. Should be made in Detroit. Vietnam. Okay. What were we talking about? <laughs> so, listen. Old, uh, old Tape 69 or Old Tape 61, Barry, on Instagram. Super dude. Yeah. Such a nice fella. Love the guy. He sends me a care package. It's got a shirt and stickers and glitter and all kinds of stuff in it. Two weeks goes by. He writes me a message. He's like, hey, I just wanted to make sure you got my package. I said, I wrote him back. I said, yeah, I got your package. He's like, uh, how does your shirt fit? I said, I'll never wear it. <laughs> oh, God. He was like, what do you mean? What, what, why? What, what's wrong? I said, dude, it's made in China. I'm not doing it. He's like, but, uh, oh, he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, dude, you, you're old tape 61. Like, dude, you're promoting made in America stuff. And you send me a Chinese shirt. I'm not wearing it. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want that. So he printed me up another one. It was made in USA. Or at least the 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 uh, sticker in the back said made in USA. That's why I make the wrenches here. Yeah, man. I could so, have I could have made them in China, but I didn't. Let's talk a little bit about the email you got about your wrenches or or the guy that, that put a little pressure on you about the wrenches. Does that make he, you uncomfortable? Yeah. Which guy? King Dick. Some some Instagram thing. Oh, the the other the guy. Yeah, King Dick's fine. Um, they I I assume they are aware of what I'm doing. So okay, let me just set this up. Eric got a message from some punk 
a worthless punk that lives in his his mother's basement and does <laughs> nothing but blast people all day online about stuff he has no idea about. And he blasted yes. Eric because his wrenches look like King Dick wrenches and he tagged King Dick. And so King Dick jumped on the bandwagon with their 280 followers and was like, oh, this is definitely not approved by King Dick. Wrenches. Yeah, yes. But it's 95 years old. What Which I think King true. Dick did was just nailed their coffin shut even harder. Oh, Instead of well, trying okay. to help out. Like, dude, you could make King Dick something cool again. Which it was back in the day. It was unbelievable. Yeah, so King Dick is awesome. Um, I don't know why I'm were, an idiot. They were awesome. Well, they're still doing good stuff. They're the only... Uh, basically the only drop foraging tool manufacturer left in Britain. Um, when we were in Birmingham, I don't know why we didn't, or Birmingham. I don't know why we didn't take the time. We should have went to, that's their headquarters right no, there. No, guys, the reason oh, you wow. didn't take the time is because you were playing with uh, Play-Doh poo-poo. <laughs> okay, but that was And y'all were sitting in the lo hotel lobbies, like, and consumed yeah. with who liked yeah. your post. Well, I, I totally forgot that's where they're from. Anyways, um, yeah, so what they were saying, essentially, is that these aren't, oh. like, official King Dick products, which 100% they're not. Uh, they're but official the guy, hand tool rescue products. Yeah, like, oh. the, guy, the guy was complaining, thinking that I was going to get sued and, like, I was infringing on their patents and their ideas, and that's... Like, not even remotely close to how any of this works. Hold on a second. Andrew, you're not going to helicopter for us, are you? Oh, God. Yeah, I just had a Charlie horse on my leg. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Woo! I had to yeah, stand up and try to walk that one off. It's a weird story uh, for the history of this wrench. It's weird in that, like, the original patent is by Billings, which still exists. Billings. Uh, or Billings Expenser at the time. That's the original patent for this wrench, and this was 1879. And two years later, in 1881, King Dick came out with their exact uh, design that they have that I'm doing now. They came out with it based off of that original patent, which had not yet expired. So I don't really know what happened in terms of the legal issues around that. So you probably uh, know more about their start point than they do. Well, there's a book on it. I have it uh, of the whole history of that company. Like they used to make cards. Like it was a huge company. Um, like, it should be humble. It should yeah. be like, oh, you've stole it too. Yeah. Yeah. So they technically, I would say that they copied that design before the patent was expired. And then after... After the patent expired like 20, 25 years later, which is basically around the 1900s, um, that's when you saw all these other European and North American manufacturers create this exact style wrench, which was a called bicycle or pocket wrench or whatever they want. So basically everyone at the time was copying this because it was such a popular uh, design because it just feels amazing and it's nice and smooth and it works and it's kind of heavy duty and I like I it. I was gonna have my attorney 
send you a, a make-believe cease and assist letter. Cease and desist, yeah. But he was like, it's going to cost you 600 bucks. And I was like, oh, never mind. It's, not, it's funny, but it's not that funny. He's like, but the call you just made to ask me this cost you 300 So you should just go ahead and do it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of, like, I did all that research before I started all this, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and pretty much anything we're talking about is like a hundred years after the patent expired at this point. Like it's the not reason I brought it up was oh. primarily because of the shoemaker that lives in his mother's basement, you know, trying to throw you under yeah. the bus. Like he's cool or something like he like, dude, he tagged, you know, uh, a King Dick and his thing like they're his best friends. But, you know, 280 he's just trying to, great. He's just trying to kick up the dust. He didn't know. Yeah, anybody. and I would, I would love to go to like the King Dick factory. That would be really cool because uh, it'd be neat to kind of just see the modern version of of the process of making their wrenches with the similar drop forgings for the price that they do it. I and think they, I uh, pretty much just just made it completely impossible for you impossible. to go. Yeah, Impossible. Like the the yeah. walls are impenetrable for you at this point. It's it Can I oh. clarify one thing? They don't make the same exact fish belly wrench anymore, do they? They don't. They probably could, but I don't know. Uh, they don't make it anymore. It's, I guess, not a popular style. Like, when people want adjustable wrenches, I guess they're looking for, you know, like three, four threads per inch uh, instead of, like, you know, 30 so it doesn't take like a hundred turns to turn a right. thing but you lose clamping force and that's why i like the wrenches that i make like you can clamp down on a bolt and take it out and it doesn't drop to the floor after it's done it's still stuck in the wrench right it's useful and the uh i recently found one that you were intrigued with because it had a riveted side on it Yes. What do you know about that one? I'll send that to you when, when um, you have a time. That was uh, it's it's in that wrench book that I have. Uh, that was a Halls patent, H A L L. Uh, so that initial patent took the style of wrench and decided, hey, we can stamp these out of steel, uh, fairly thick steel, and then rivet them together to make them even cheaper. Uh, right. Because, you know, it was obviously a race to the bottom when you have like a hundred different tool manufacturers making the same style wrench. So it's neat in that it's riveted and it's neat in that it had a brass adjuster, which was apparently, according to this book, the brass adjusters were really for like marketing and like show purposes. They rarely were ever actually for sale. So I, I, no want, I want it and need it. What I was thinking about was yes, Andrew. Was that grinder that I got the other day? Oh yeah, Jason's showing it today on on Instagram. He's standing next to it. It's do, do you realize how freaking big that thing is? Where do you find that? Talk a little bit about the story behind that. It's a grinder that probably weighs three thousand pounds. It's got a thirty-inch grinding disc on both sides, or is it on one side? Two sides. Oh, it's not it, the 48-inch grinding disc? It can be both sides, but it was only set up for one side. So let me tell the story about this, okay? Because it actually came – it popped up on Facebook Marketplace. 
which was kind of bizarre because <laughs> stuff like that doesn't show up on Facebook Marketplace. Anyway, so I, it, uh, the guy posted it for a price, and of course I said I would take it for a lesser price, and that I would come the next day, and the next day I had a, a life insurance uh, doctor's appointment for my life insurance policy. And I said, I would just go directly after that. It was going to be like 1030. I said, I'd be there at 1030. I said, but I'll take it. And he's like, all right, I, that's cool. A good price. At one o'clock the next day, I tried to text the guy. Didn't hear from him. One o'clock the next day, a friend of mine was like, dude, check out this new grinder I just got. And I was like, really? That was the grinder I was waiting to go get, you punk. No. And he was like, oh, I feel so bad. I'll come, I'll bring it to you. I said, no, I'm glad that you got it. I want you to have it because, and he was like, dude, it was a killer deal. And I was like, did you just, what, you just paid him when he was asking for it? He was like, yeah. I said, well, that's why you got it because I wasn't going to do that. Yeah. So then he took it home and wired it up and called me back. He's like, dude, this thing is too big. He's like, I just can't even handle it. I, it's just that's got to be. Is that four forty or eight eighty? Like what? How, what? How does that thing run? <laughs> two twenty. It's three phase two twenty, but literally it takes three weeks for it to stop once you turn mm. it off. Oh, love it. So, anyways, he brought it. He he was like, "I'll bring it over for you." And I said, "Okay." So then I traded it up to Jason at Fireball. And so, what, did you, when you got it from your friend, did did he upsell it to you, or did you downsell it to him? Like, did you offer what you would have offered the first buyer? No. So what I just did was I said, honestly, I just told him I would sell it for him, and he gave he did give me two hundred bucks for selling it for him. But so I just sold it for him. Oh, very cool. Yeah, because he didn't want to get stuck with it. It was it was not something he could use because it was so big. So how does it go? Do you do you know Jason's always looking for giant stuff? So you just send him a picture and say, "Hey, this is yours yeah. if you want it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and he, I sold it to Jason for about half of what it's worth, maybe even a third. And what a machine like that? What is that used for? Is that for grinding rivets? That would have been. No, it would have been for tool grinding, like tool bit grinding or something. But like a tool for that. I'm just kidding, but a, a tool that goes into like a monarch lathe, like like the one that like Brian Block has, or the one that A bomb has, like a like you you're like grinding yeah. like a like it and totally two inch square of totally high speed steel. Yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And the thing's massive, dude. This thing is massive. The, I I forget the width of the wheel, but it was like four or six inches wide. Like Maybe if you had to, if you had to replace that wheel, how much would that? How much would you pay like 3M for a wheel like that? Uh, probably a thousand bucks. At least. Yeah, at least. That's not. And at the end of the day, if it sucks, you unbolt the grinder part, throw it away, and use the base for something cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> throw the grinder part. Like away. a grinder part weighs like a pizza up. oven. Yeah, it could hold your pizza oven. <gasps> or my it's vice. Based. <gasps> yeah. I, Why don't oh, you yeah. turn, Jimmy? You should you should turn one of your uh, giant like thirty six inch uh, disc sanders mm. horizontally mm. and make a pizza at high speed. Oh, I'll put a little piece of dough on it and they'll spin it like spin it, it. Boom! So Dumped. nailed it. 
I never did really get a good response from y'all. Just so everybody knows, the three of us have a group text that goes on. And nine times out of ten, when I send a picture as a group, <laughs> it gets ignored. Such a baby. It pisses me <laughs> off so bad. It gets ignored. I send a picture of something I think is glorious or a statement that I think is very cool. And these two jokers over here just skip over it like they're in the kid's playground, like skip to my loop. Pisses me off. So the other day it dawned on me that in Jimmy's yard, he's got this huge fire pot that he uses for his fire. Actually, it's kind of weird that you use a big fire. I know it's not. It's fine. It was but, at the house when I got it. And my buddy Patrick, who grew up in the massive in the 60s and 70s and the 80s, he said it was there when he was a little kid. Wait, who? Patrick who? Patrick, the electrician. He grew up in this house. This is a he grew up house. in that house. He was a, yeah. We made friends through YouTube, and really? but he's from Long Island, and we know a lot of the same people. But we met because he saw me on YouTube, and he knew he knew my father. He asked my father for my phone number, introduced himself to me, and he goes, "I want to get involved in the maker movement. How can I get involved?" This and is the said, same thing I experience over text. <laughs> <laughs> same freaking thing I experience over text. I'm trying and to so tell a story. And these guys making a, a story about an electrician. <laughs> Who cares about Patrick? This is no, blowing my mind. I didn't know he, but like, it goes up. It blows your mind that Patrick the electrician lived there? Yeah. Oh, my God. Y'all priorities are all messed up. It's too I'll many. It's too much of coincidences. Well, oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'll jump on board. Okay. Yeah. Patrick lives there? Wow. <laughs> Andrew, I'm going to talk to you. Listen. Andrew sent an interesting text. He goes, that's probably a, a, a rendering pot by some company, probably made sometime in the 18-something-something. And because, I was not going to skip gonna say, over all the something-somethings. No, no, no. You can, but I'm going to tell you, I acknowledged it right away. And I said, wow, what do you think it was used for? Wow, that's so cool. But because somebody in this chat has a phone that was made at Princess Auto, half the text I said, <laughs> don't go through and i hit send and i put the phone in my pocket and then it's five hours later and it says wow that's cool where is it made with red dots yeah. next to it and, and yeah. eric sends a deal like dude i have no idea what you two are talking about literally i would love Shuman to show Harrible our chat has a phone made by google what is your where is your phone from uh like china like every phone no, but your phone sucks, dude. You don't get any pick. It just pisses me off. My phone, it works with everyone else, except like our group chat is a disaster for some reason. Like, it's I remember, yeah, yesterday I, have a technology I said, block. you guys no, are like, I look at this photo, and then I don't see it. And then you and Andrew are like, oh my God, wow, that's amazing. That's crazy. <laughs> and then it's, it's literally six hours later, I get the pictures, and then well, I can't even respond. Like, what's the point? If it's you dark. look through our group text, like, every, like, 20 lines is a screen grab of Eric's phone going, what are you talking about? And all the things that we've been talking about are missing from this I don't understand chat. what's going on, why group text doesn't work properly. So the whole point to me bringing up this deal that we just went off on with Patrick and phones and technology and all that crap is that in Jimmy's backyard... Is a really cool fire pit that is actually an old rendering pot, a fat what? rendering pot. 
okay. that would have been in a, in a slaughterhouse meatpacking plant. It's funny because a few people did tell me, like a couple of local yokels that are historians around here, you know, self-proclaimed historians. They said that it was for boiling pigs or boiling fat in. Is yeah. exactly if you flip it over, which you, I don't know how you'll do, do it. You have to use your military truck because you don't have any lifting mechanism besides or that. Cliff. He doesn't have one. Yeah, uh, it should say Doctor yeah. Sperry on the bottom. Oh, Doctor Sperry in the casting. Yes. In the flesh. So I want so, you to do that for me. Uh, yeah, I kind of want to know. see that. I, I need to Where know. was it made? Where was it made? In, in Alberta. Dr. Sperry's house. Alberta, Al Canada? Yeah. I sent you the whole deal, Jimmy, if you would not skip over my text. I'm literally it, like it right here through. in Alberta, basically. What do you mean? It There's just a bunch of entries. Okay, well then now you have a crap phone. Can I can I just go to Alberta and get the rendering pots? Uh, no, this was made back way long time ago. Yeah, but they gotta be around doing something. Uh, no. Okay, everybody's looking on their phone for the pictures it's definitely, now. Yeah, it's definitely odd. It is a perfect fire pit, though. No, it's a it rendering is. pot for fat, dude. Yeah. Just flip it over. Yeah. I want to see the bottom. It's a fantastically... Like, how, what's the diameter of that thing, Jimmy? It's like uh, about 40, feet. 43, 42 inches. Because yeah, like I, I measure because I'm gonna I'm gonna make a um, on my plasma table I'm gonna cut like a ring edge so that we could do s'mores on it or cook hot dogs or bacon or something on the edge. So I'm gonna right. have a like half inch plate. And I'm gonna plasma cut a ring that sits a little like grill. four like a four inch grill ring. Yeah. Interesting. I yeah. would uh I'd be 100%. into that. Hundred percent. I, I like the new uh, food food based uh, making of designs. Yes, yes. I would I would continue further. More pizza ovens, more barbecues, more rendering yes. pots, all of these things. I'm into. Yeah. Nice. Doctor, it's Nine. DR Sperry, out of a three cast iron rendering pot cauldron. cauldron. It it's basically a cauldron. It's basically cauldron. Yeah. yeah. And it has two it, it has pivot pins on the left and right side. It doesn't have a spout though. It's just it's like a Perfectly round edge, but it has no. It's so stuff. big. Why would it have a spout, dude? It's so big. You have to pick it up with a hoist, and then mm. the hoist dumps it over, and it just pours out the the lip. Anyways, Jimmy's got this in his yard. Thank you, everybody, for joining that story that derailed worse than any train collision you've ever heard of. <laughs> Thank you, yes, Patrick. But... You got your shout out. <laughs> but thinking about shipping large things, I have placed your items on a pallet, Andrew. Oh, nice. Well, I need to pay you some money, dude. What do I owe you? Yeah, like 10000 Okay. I'll um, see. Is that no. quid? Is that quid? 10000 quid? 10000 quid, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I could talk about those quickly. What do so you let me the tell the story real quick. Largest. Eric found the largest... Oh, those sea clams. Oh, Jimmy, you blew it up. Spoiler.com. Where did yeah. you get those sea clams? The largest about that. sea clams in the world. How many were there? It seemed like you had an endless Five. supply. There are six. There are six. I got two. Yeah. Um, I got like on. two, four, six. Two, four, oh, six. Perfect. perfect. Do you want two, Jimmy? Yeah, do you want two? 
Forget it now. Doesn't matter. I have Jimmy. to invite myself. I don't want to come. <laughs> this is how I feel over text. Dude, you need to. I really don't know what to do with them. No, who cares? They are awesome. They are. They are amazing. I I would like to thank you for including me on that and not Jimmy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no problem. You Uh, should, like, set one up in an X pattern and get, like, clamp somebody's hands and their feet in it. Like a cross? For a picture. Is this a dominatrix? Yeah, nail myself to the clamps. Jimmy, what's on your mind tonight, dude? This is not good. good. Okay. Oh, no, no, I'm just trying to think of what you could do with four clamps. That's all. Dude. Dude, you could make the coolest yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyways, I'll describe them a little bit. So I got them at a stair-making shop that's closing down here in town. Um, he uses them to clamp large beams together, and that's really what they were used for initially when he bought them from a large lumberyard and timber fabricating shop uh, here in town. The only questions left are why they exist and who made them, because (laughs) I can't seem to find anything, any reference to anything like that that has ever existed before. I'm sure a local foundry poured them for them based off of their needs. This, that's yeah, how a lot look, of stuff got made. This is what they I'm thinking. Custom. They look custom. Yeah, this is what I'm thinking. There aren't any marks that I have seen yet in terms of casting marks. I'm going to clean one up, and maybe there'll be something. If not, there was a local foundry here that ran for like almost 100 years, the John East Foundry. Uh, that could have poured this. Uh, and made the rest of it. I have no idea. All do they I have do, glue oh, all over them? Glue? They'd have lots of glue all over them. Yeah. So you'll have to get all that off to see if there's any markings? Yes, of course. Yeah. All I do know is I, in my research, it seems at the uh, Saskatoon Public Library, there is a description of a photo of the, the work area at the John East Foundry where it says, uh, a bunch of it basically just says a bunch of clamps and now i need to go to, <laughs> i need to go to the library find the card find the photo and see if it's actually magically the exact ones we're looking for most oh, so you have to read the dewey decimal system and go yeah, to the card catalog basically. so oh, we'll wow, see that's cool i don't have Trip a lot of everything there are millions of other clamps that exist but uh, I am sad that there's only six, and I don't know if there should be more or not. Well, I mean, okay, let's think about this. Well, how yeah. long is a, a laminate beam on on the average? Twenty feet. Yeah. Twenty. 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 So if there's six, and you space them equally, does that cover a twenty foot laminate beam appropriately to glue? I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. So, are there more? No. You'd need a you'd need a clamp like every foot, unless you yeah. were using a board on the top and bottom, which may be the reason they're so big. They're not oh. up and bottom. Uh, they have holes in the back, like where the back of the C portion, where bolts it was bolted down. Oh, they were. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, huh. And that's the way the glue is dripping. So just by gravity, you can kind of see. <clears throat> and to and the threading, the threading's really weird. Is it Acme uh, threads? 
it's pure square thread. Come on. Yeah. It's a brooch? Um, no. It's square. It's, well, like the thread is square, like an Acme. Oh, I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, but massive. And the wheels are cast and then keyed in place to the threaded shaft. And so they're then, heavy duty as I'll get out. Yeah. And then the collar, the collar, is like the internal, square? yeah, the internal threads, uh, not on the shaft, but on the collar are also machined beautifully. Like it, it, these are in insane condition. How much you hmm. pay for them? Don't they, tell anybody. Uh-uh. No, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> None they of were, uh, They were $2. Or two dollars. If guys. you want to buy one, I'll have a couple for sale. Yeah, he'll have them once they <laughs> fix them up and stuff. No, yeah, I'm, so I'm going to keep mine and I'm going to use them as buy stands. Uh, just yeah. kidding. I'm not going to do that. No, so I'm going to do something. So stable. This is the most stable standing. I need a vice. They're very odd, but I'd love to test the actual clamping pressure because it's basically like a fly press at this point. Oh, that's cool. So I, I thank you for getting those, and I'll I'll uh, get with you. No problem. I have to kind of figure out the best way to secure them, and then I will uh, give you the address you and strap them down to a pallet. Yeah, with like ratchet straps. Yeah. Or fine. no, you don't have any fine? steel steel banding at your commercial facility. Yeah, I can just go get some steel banding and not... shrink wrap. You know, they're, they're by the way. I want to know how heavy they actually are. I'm guessing around 200 pounds. Okay, Jimmy, we're not doing skin DNA samples here. Oh, I had an itch. <laughs> He's using a wedge to, like, scrape scabies off his arms. This is a, oh, this uh, a bullet bourbon belt buckle. It's a bullet bourbon 3D printed bullet bourbon belt buckle. I scratched my arm. It feels so nice. That's cool. I really need to get a 3D printer. Hold on. I wanted to ask, uh, Andrew, I sent you a pallet. Yes. Did everything come through okay? Did nothing break, I hope? Yeah, everything was great. I I, uh, I sent Brett a thank you message for making that pallet secure and nice. and Because I know you didn't do it. You did it? Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Thank up, you. Yeah. If it was up to Brett, it would have just been stretch wrapped. He doesn't know. No, it was pretty my, much just stretch wrapped. My pallet's <laughs> just going to make it to your door. It's but just going to survive. I put the Whoever, box around it. Whoever built the box for the little uh, folk art blacksmith shop is my hero because that thing did not get damaged. It was perfect. I made that. I made that. That thing Thank was the most vulnerable. Me. Yeah, that, that is really. Actually, I was kind of worried about that. No, no, I, I did that. I'm I'm really good at chipping stuff. I was a little skeptical about that box because we ran out of scrap wood to wrap around it, and we didn't have enough wood to put a top on it. So that's yeah. why I just put a piece of cardboard that said "Do not stack." I thought yeah, the I, glass blowing. The glass blowing tube stand was was yep. going to break. Did it break? No, I and I already I disassembled it and put it in an actual real box and sending it to a guy, a glass blower in in California. No kidding. We oh. took about ten minutes to try and take it apart, and I said, "Forget it. I'm going to break the <laughs> casting. I'm going to break it." Dude, I That's I had I to heat it up and pound that square tubing out of there. That's it what I realized it was going to take, and I didn't want to break it on you. I figured I'd let you yeah. break it. It did not want to come out. I got it out. I didn't break it. That's but I fit it. I had just replaced all the air filters in my 
in my office and it fit in an air filter 21 by 21 by or whatever 21 by one by whatever box perfectly yeah with yeah. some foam right and that's so what it was we, we were kind of mystified but that's what it was it was it was a, uh, a glass blower stand uh, so I, I sent a picture to Max Grossman, Grossman in California is a super cool guy, uh, glass blower. And I, I said, Max, I've got this. I think it's a glass blowing stand. And he said, I, it, it definitely could be, you know, because they have things like that, but he wanted to see it in person to know for sure. So I sent it to him and then he's going to report back. He'll report back. Uh, also, should I be concerned with just sending massive pieces of cast iron on a pallet? As long as it's no. securely strapped down, it shouldn't be a problem. But just know I, that they will try to destroy in, it. I'm surprised they're not like cast steel, but I guess that amount of cast iron is fine. I, For I, dude, I Yeah. I, well, I don't know. If cast iron, it flex and break. That's what I'm saying. Like, why are these cast iron clamps? And not how do you know they're cast steel? iron? How do you I know? I drilled one. And I don't. Don't send me the drilled one. I don't want that. No, you'll never. You'll <laughs> never see it. I drilled it in the hole that was already drilled. No, uh, I don't want. I don't want that one. You'll never know. Did you put it uh, in your mouth and taste it? How did you know it was cast iron? No, because when you drill it, it comes out powdered. Yeah. yeah Unless it's true. that like ductile iron. Which probably ductile, yeah. Uh, but like ductile what? cracks like an egg, dude. Trust me, I've dropped Yeah, I know. Things. That's like what the power hammers are made of. It's a little better than actual gray iron. But yeah, it seems odd. Like these things are very much a mystery. Hmm. A tool mystery for the ages. Yes. I like and them. The, the, there are set screws that lock the collet in place. A collet? Like the col Like the... The external threads are in the collet, so it can screw up and down on the shaft, oh, that's cool. right? Yeah, right, um, right. But the set screws, they're different. They're in different locations, and they have different numbers. Some have three, some have two, some have one. And I, I don't I don't get it. Nothing's consistent. Hmm. It's are they all the labeled the same way? Stuff. Are they all what? Labeled the same way? What do you mean labeled? Like, if you have all six of them there, are all the set screws in the same spot? No, well, none the of them are ones. None of them are. So they're they're buffoonery, dude. I I don't know what it is. Custom made. Hmm. I Man feel made. like there there is one. They all have one in the same location, and right. I feel like they added more over the like hundred years. Okay, is someone's toilet flushing or something? Oh no, I had the fan on because I'm getting hot. I just turned it off. I'm sorry, I exist. <laughs> Jimmy, that's called air conditioning, son. My oh, house no, is 385 years old. <laughs> it was before cold weak. air was even invented. Come on. Yeah. Okay, when I stayed at Jimmy's house, <laughs> I require air conditioning, okay? So I was Are like, you like always sweating? Yeah, I, I'm a very hot person. Not because like I know. temperature wise, I know about sweating. Yeah, you do because you have like you have the hair of a cat's tongue all over your body, dude. It's disgusting. Is that sweat? Um, so Jimmy's room I was staying in didn't have air conditioning, so it had two fans. So I turned them on as high as they would go. 
And I went and got in the shower and I turned it on as cold as it would go. And then just got into the bed soaking wet, cold. <laughs> because it was so hot outside. Did either of you stay in the room with the hole in the floor? A piece of wood don't, no wood. wait, don't even start stories because I don't want to I don't want to have nightmares. Don't make something up about the no, room no, I stayed no. in. No, I stayed in the, the room me. where like the creepy paintings check on you when you sleep. Oh, oh God bless. No, don't do I, this to we, me. I'll never uh, visit Jimmy again. Rooms, one of the rooms has a hole in the floor. Right when you step out of the bed, like a plank broke through, and I haven't fixed it yet. <laughs> That's all. This Thank you for not making up some story that was going to scare no me. No big deal. No big deal, guys. Just a hole in you the know, floor. You know, you said something a minute ago, and I want to talk to the audience about. Uh, you know what drives me insane? I'm gonna I'm gonna rant a little bit. Uh, milkshakes in the trash cans. Oh, it's a classic Jimmy rant. Fucking cash only. <laughs> Wake the fuck up and get a PayPal. Who? These, mo like, these motherfuckers online that sell shit and it's like cash only, cash tough. Fuck oh, you yeah. and get a PayPal, you fucking asshole. Wow, are you so mad about this? Look at his lip they're shaking. Just, they're just trying to do tax evasion, probably. Yeah, for what? They fucking probably have a regular job. Taxes are taken out. What, they think the government's going to notice if they have an extra $300 in their fucking account? Get a fucking PayPal. <laughs> so, Jimmy, what was it that you were trying to buy that's got you stirred up yeah. like a hornet's nest that's been kicked by Bertha? I just, like, the other day, it was just the final straw. It was just another one of those. Fuck you, cash only. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Cash only. Ladies and gentlemen, today, Jimmy DeResta is going to give his cash-only speak. <laughs> no, yeah, like, because the other day, him. I'm laying in bed. It's Sunday morning. Andrew, you sent me a text. You said, this is a good deal. And it was a fly press. It was a little one, but it was 300-something change. And I, so I'm like, oh, it's in Massachusetts. Oh, it's, oh shit, it, it's, it's right in Derek's house. So I check with Doug McDerrick. Can you pick this up? He's like, I can't get it today, but I can probably get it tomorrow. I'm like, cool. And I don't want Derek to lay out 400 bucks. I don't want him to do that. So I just said to the guy, I go, uh, I go, hey, my buddy could probably pick it up. I said, you know, what's your PayPal? And he writes back cash only in capital letters. Oh, I, yeah. Said, People like that are shoemakers, man. That pisses me off, too. And I just well, said, there's just also said, there's a little security <laughs> aspect with it, too, because you can you can take back a PayPal payment after you've paid it. Well, he, he then he if I if he doesn't get the PayPal and he still has the object. No harm. Yeah, no. what? Yeah, it's he. The guy wins twice. If he yeah. gets Jimmy's PayPal and he still has the object, he's a winner. That's what pisses no, me like off too. After, is like after, after I've they... bought things. I've bought things with PayPal that I never picked up. I was just like, ah, screw it, whatever. You know, it's yeah. a couple hundred dollars, and you know, and it's there. I bought. I I own a printing press that's in someone's garage in Bristol, Tennessee. I paid three thousand dollars for it. Uh, I just haven't okay. had the wherewithal to go and get it. I've owned it for six months. I got to go pick it up, but. I think the where, saying the wherewithal is not the right terminology. Wherewithal has you have the wherewithal, you just don't have the time. Yeah, right. But exactly, and and, and my buddy Freddie lives down there, so I kind of want to make a trip of it so I can go visit Freddie instead of having it shipped up here. But the idea of cash only, the guy says. So I said, my buddy can pick it up, but he can pick it up this week. I'll PayPal you, and he writes back, cash only in capital letters, and I immediately write back, pass. Yeah, dude. I yeah, it it definitely makes it very challenging to buy things when people aren't you know like within the parameters of the 21st century. Yeah, you know, 
Even I, technology is challenged as I am. Texts will be ignored. Phone oh, that's calls just, only. I don't want to fucking talk to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I actually, I actually, I actively seek those out and actually text those people. Oh, I do too. I love it just to see if they if they get it. Text and if it's ignored. Oh, if no they have a know. read receipt and they, I can see that they've read my text. I will write like, dude, I can see that you've read my text. Oh, it's so good. There's a guy online. It's a video where he calls people to tell them they're not. He's not interested in the items they have for sale. Oh, how funny, dude. Are you serious? Like, that's that's what I should be doing with my life. Like, oh, are you the one selling the treadmill? Yeah, I'm not interested in that. Yeah, you could, <laughs> yeah. Just, you could strike me off the list of anything. I'm just not interested. Thank you. And you know, it's funny. the machismo that is attached to the fucking cash only. Yeah, fuck, like. Fuck you and your fucking 1979 fucking mentality. Yeah, well, that's why I only say fur trade only on my yeah. listing. Yeah, yeah. cryptocurrency take, only. Yeah, I only take beaver and fox pelts. I as, even have a, a Venmo account. I didn't even know what a Venmo was. As a matter of fact, I, for the longest time, was on the Vimeo app <laughs> saying I couldn't figure out how to send money on Vimeo. <laughs> Vimeo and Venmo have almost the same exact logo on the phone. Right, so everyone, exactly you're such an that. idiot. It's so easy. It's Venmo, and I'm like, I'm on Venmo. No, I'm not. I'm on Vimeo. No, no one in Canada uses it, at least that I know of. Yeah. Uh, the other it's... one that, uh, let me see something. There's another one that, like, we pay babysitters and stuff on. It's called, oh yeah, Venmo. Yeah, that. It's called Venmo. Yeah, yeah. Venmo. The younger generation. Anybody... Yeah, and Venmo's fan, like Taylor's like, oh, just Venmo. Like Taylor and her girlfriend's hang out. They're like, oh, could you pay for dinner? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, I just Venmo'd you. Oh, cool. I okay, just don't understand why on Venmo it's everything's public. Like it shows what you bought, who you sent money to, how much it was. I don't know either. I don't know. I only I have it for those like four or five millennials that I send money to occasionally. Rare occasions. I would do, I would love to do like any cryptocurrency just for fun. But it's not practical, really, at its current state. Yeah, if you're if you're within the game, yeah, it's fine. But it's, you know. Yeah, well, I used to mine cryptocurrency back in the day, well before all this. You were a mathematical equation solver. Uh, basically, well, the computer is. I don't do shit. What do you mean, mine cryptocurrency? What okay, it does uh, is it. Yeah. It solves mathematical equations for cryptocurrency. It's not it's not mining Bitcoin, so to speak. It's any cryptocurrency. Yeah, technically. Okay, we, so can basically, we talk about cash, please. Yeah, are you, is I it thought you just said mind? no cash. <laughs> I'm just fucking up. <laughs> yeah, basically, a computer does work and gets paid for it. And the more also your computer, the more work yeah. you can do. The it costs a fortune to run the computer, actually. Because yes, the electricity behind it. At the, time, at the time, it wasn't really the best idea. But if the price goes up, then it's a good idea. If not, then it's a bad idea. Very simple. The thing is, is now there's so many big corporate outfits that are mining cryptocurrency that it's really not worth the yes, college now, kid to, now, to do it in his dormitory and now run it's up like the free electricity. China, 
China just runs the whole show, basically. Wake yeah, me up like when you start all, talking all about the, tools. All the hydroelectric dams are just like, yeah, we supply power to cryptocurrency mining. Jimmy's oh, gone insane podcast's again. Podcast not over. Oh, that's the podcast now. We could <laughs> no, do, we could do the hot on the horizon. Hot box on the horizon. Yes, hot incredibly hot. hot. I'm gonna give my hot on the horizon. So the other day, yes, I got a phone call from a number I didn't know. I don't usually answer them. I let them go to voicemail so I can screen them. I answered it. It was an old fellow on the other end of the line. He said, son, I got a deal I want you to buy from me. And I'm going to have my grandson send you some parts here, Zobar, so to your deal. If you have anything on them pictures you like, well, you just come out here and we just might cuss us deal, okay? Bring cash. Bring cash. Jeez. <laughs> he doesn't have crypto. I said, okay. About two seconds later, boom, 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 28 messages came in. I looked at him. Oh, my God. Great machinery. Iron workers, radial arm drills, drill presses, air compressors. I mean, the whole thing was great. I called him back. What do you think about my pictures, boy? Well, sir, I like them. I just, there's pretty good stuff there. I like, so what are you thinking <laughs> price-wise on everything? Well, see, here's the deal. My best friend owned that building and all them machines in there, and he died. And it was on my property on the edge. So I like control my property. So I like her about the building. I don't give two flips a shit Sunday about them machines in there. <laughs> so if you want them, you make me a deal. You come up with a price, and you get the big tractor machine, get them out of my building. That's all I care about is my building. Okay, sir. So I'm thinking, you know, how about I give you two grand for everything? Thinking for sure that he would hang the phone up on me. He was like, I think we can do that. Oh, man. And I was like, okay, I'll, oh. be, there in two, I'll be there in two weeks. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Wait, so you 20, didn't go yet? 20 machines, dude. No, what? not yet. I'm going to go next week. That's oh, not fair. So that's my hot on horizon. I hope y'all liked the way I was talking. That's actually Melvin's daddy. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah. What's his yeah. name? Jimmy John. <laughs> Billy Bob oh. Jim Joe Ray. Jimmy Jim John Ping Pong Ball in the Butthole. <laughs> One of the worst names I've ever heard. Jimmy John shot the ping pong ball out the butthole with the. So it was all machining on it with It's like machining pants. stuff. Yeah, it's pretty great. Ugh, and iron so workers. There's a Henley Whitmore iron worker in there. There's a Buffalo iron worker. There's two big radial arm drills. Why did the guy have these machines there? I told you it was his neighbor's dummy. Yeah, but why did the neighbor have it? He was a spring shop maker. Mm, okay. Blacksmith. I get you. I get you. So I got an email the other day from a, a young man. I don't know how young, but anyway, I got an email from a person in Canada showing me, showing me, and I sent it to you, Eric. It's funny because he guy said, "Do you want this? It's free. It's a planer, a twenty-inch planer. It's, it looks like it's about a hundred years old. It's in operation, but he said they, they're upgrading and they're going to get rid of it, and it's it's going away for free." 
And he said that he'd hate to see it go to the scrapyard because that's really the next option because nobody locally there wants it. And he offered it to me, and I, I looked the line. How could I said, no one want it? That's crazy. 300-mile drive, and uh, so I sent it to you. It's in Quebec, so it's 300 miles from here. So I sent it to you. I didn't hear from you. And then he said, what would make you take it, the young man who wrote me? And uh, I said, uh, I go, oh, I don't know. I said, I, it's just not in my wheelhouse right now. i got too many things to deal with. And he yeah. says, what if we bring it to you? And I was like, okay, I'll take it. And so he's going to come and bring. <laughs> so he's going to come and bring it to me, and and I'm going to pay for his travel and whatever it takes for him to get it down here. My first inkling was, you know what? It's not a far ride to go get it. I would take my trail that far and get it. But I didn't want to have to hassle going over the border. I didn't want to have to hassle coming back to the U.S. Yes. with something on my trailer and my yes. own countrymen saying where, when, why, what, how, yeah. what, and then what happened? What's wrong with that? Well, because it's a planer uh, and it's antique tool. Uh, no, but it's wood product related. You'd have to make sure you clean the living hell out of it so there's no sawdust at all. Yeah, car wash. Yeah, just power wash. The Canadian border, the, 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 the U.S. Like, I, I, didn't, I had more trouble with the U.S. Customs guys than I did with any Canadian. I got to go up there in September. I'm going to deal with it. I got to clean my car out, make sure there's nothing in it. Oh, my God. You should just rent something for the day. <laughs> I should. You're more knives and guns and crap in machetes under the seat and yeah, how are you gonna even know you'll be in prison dude there's no way around it there's you'll gonna be, in prison. be 16 he's gonna find 16 knives easily oh in the front exactly. seat yeah if, if a like cop, jimmy honestly do not take your truck say, across hey, the border <laughs> this is the recipe for disaster I'll for sure you will be in prison i will clean it out I... do you know how crappy the shops are in prisons like the wood <laughs> shop in prison is it, a crap deal dude yeah they only have 24 inch bandsaws like the they sick have, no they've got the two-man handsaws that you yeah. cut like one tree in a week and a half no they probably just gnaw at it but uh yeah that's pretty i would you know i could take it but it, i'm not gonna pay the shipping costs what pisses me off the, is you didn't even respond to him about it. I didn't get the message till way later because <laughs> of the stupid group chat. Um, well, I sent you an email. You sent me an I, email? I what is email? email? Oh, I don't Let me it. just tell you all something. People that send emails, read them, and then send texts as responses. Email's the voicemail. Wow. Because it had a messages. bunch, it had a bunch of pictures, so that's why. I no, just pe people don't email anymore unless it has something to do with legalities. Like it, if you're suing somebody or if you want a paper trail, you email. Yeah. If not, saying. well. By the way, just... I just got a Snapchat. Do y'all know what Snapchat is? Yeah. I, I just got Snapchat. Snapchat. Oh, is it, am I way behind the eight ball here? Yes. Why, why do you have Snapchat? Are you dating a 15 year old? Yeah. No, my six-year-old son asked me to download the app, punk. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's that's about the age range. I had Snapchat, and I was having fun with it, and I had a lot of little fans cooking, uh, follow me along. This is a couple years ago. But then Instagram started doing the Snapchat thing. Same thing, yeah. Same as that. So I just gave it up. Besides the fact, every single time I opened Snapchat, there was like a new aspect to the app that you have to figure out because they don't teach you how to do anything. Where did you find the big screwdriver at, Jimmy? Oh, the other day. So my buddy up here, uh, my 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 buddy T, 
he knows what I'm into. So anytime T finds anything cool, he he sends me a link or a, he sends me a, a a lead. So he said, is this he, guy's got is a T lot. Is the guy of- who had the uh, trailer ratchet strapped to his car? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Oh, Instead of using the hitch, the trailer yeah. is ratchet strapped to <laughs> the car. To the not not like the bumper, but like the tailgate of the the bed. And, and, and P.S. The bed and the bumper were ratchet strapped to the vehicle. <laughs> to the vehicle, yeah. It's a series of straps. That was a mind. He's like, guys, guys, watch your toes, watch your toes. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, don't walk and put your feet under fall at any moment. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Mark. So T T T will take it. We had a piano here. We had a a beautiful upright piano that uh, friends of my dad, this couple, the friends of my dad, they restored it. They had to sell the house. They had to get rid of it. So I took the piano ten years ago. It never sounded right. Could never, and I didn't know how to tune a piano. So right. Taylor finally said, if that thing isn't gonna, because we have a lot of friends that play, and they sit down at it, and it sounds like somebody's jumping on the keys. So we had somebody come in to tune it. The guy opens it up. Three minutes later, he goes, this thing is untunable. The sound, the sound table is, whatever the hell it is, the soundboard is cracked. Because it's untunable. That's why it sounds so bad. This, this, the cast iron is broken. So Taylor's talking to T one day, and T's like, I'll take it. Him and his, his crew, they pulled that, that piano out of here and threw it in the back of that truck and put one ratchet strap on it. I was like, guys, I don't want the piano. I don't want you to leave it in the driveway. He's like, nah, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. What like, and they had to like dig through like the muck in the back of the thing to find both yeah. sides of the different ratchet strap. Yeah. I couldn't believe that they they drove. I'm like, I'm gonna see the piano on the highway. Speaking but like a menace. Yeah. Like literally a menace. Story. Anyway, so T. Great story. <laughs> great story. Knocked, <laughs> knocked MLB so, knocked it out of the park. T sent me to this guy's spot, and right away I noticed the big screwdriver he had there. And so I grabbed a screwdriver. I bought a bunch of other little things from the guy. And he's one of those guys, like, he had good stuff. And you don't know if he's going to say $25 for the screwdriver or if he's going to say 50 cents. And I put a pile of stuff together and he said, Give me 20 bucks. I thought he was going to ask 20 bucks just for the screwdriver. So, anyway, so I got that. I got, is that, that, is that the one inch shank or the three quarter inch shank? Uh, it's the three quarter inch blade. At least the tip is three yeah. quarters of an inch. The shaft may also be three quarters of an inch. It's the biggest one that Perfect Handle made. Yeah. Uh, or I guess HD Smith made. Uh, it is fantastic. It feels amazing. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I immediately grabbed it. And I didn't get excited because I didn't know if this guy was. Yeah. Gonna, it's it's know. actually legitimately exciting because they're going for like a hundred bucks now on eBay. You know what I bought the other day at an auction? That's Sander. A child? No, I got uh, the, this is, I, I, let me back up. You guys know that I went to go look at a sawmill to buy. I got home from that trip and I immediately went online. I found a sawmill for sale a hundred miles from here. Guy wants 1500 bucks for a sawmill that hasn't moved in a hundred years. It's all there. It's a great sawmill. But while I was there, the guy has an engine collection. He started showing me his beautiful collection of engines. Hit and miss engines and small Briggs and Stratton engines from the 40s and the 30s and and you know and so that that week I got back here I, I just the sawmill is just too much for me right now anyway it's a great deal if I haven't had the wherewithal it would take me two weeks to get it out of there 
And so I came home and then I went to this little auction in my neighborhood. And right away, there's this motor on like a, a, a thing for cutting branches. You ever see these like dangerous like Russian branch cutting machines you see all the time on YouTube? It's like one of those, but made like locally by some farmer probably 50 years ago. Yeah. And so I had to leave the auction. My buddy bid on it for me. He said, we got it for 10 bucks. Oh, I, I want to see it. I took a picture of the plate. It's called the Clinton four-stroke motor. The Clinton. It's not. Yeah, well, I, I Clinton let, Clinton made things. It's called the Clinton. There are Clinton I, chainsaws. And I googled it, and they're going for two to three hundred bucks for a 1940 to 45 Clinton the Clinton motor four-stroke. <laughs> oh, it's a Clinton all, the Clinton. All-purpose motor, like it's it's basically like a farm motor. You use it for whatever. You yeah, want. and this for guy whatever was doing this crazy like hand off, hand cutter off a machine. And uh, so anyway, I got it, and I'm gonna try and get it started. You open the gas tank and stick your nose in it, and it's the original gas tank that's on it, and it smells yeah. like absolutely nothing. Oh, that's what Ooh. you want. You don't smell like that's old what you gas. want. You smell Does nothing. It, I was is it seized? No, no, it it turns. Does it have spark? I didn't try yet, so does it's going to it be have it? compression. Uh, I think it does have compression. It no, has a spark. Gonna be, you're going to be in the zone then. It's going to happen. Yeah, I think. And it's in such beautiful shape. Like it's like we're sitting in a farmer's barn, and it hasn't been touched. Yeah. Since the sixties. Jimmy, know. how would you respond to this ad? Yeah. Woodmiser LT40 G24 portable sawmill in good working order. Gas, new blades and belts, 1,288 hours. Jacksboro, Texas, no trades, $17,900 cash only. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a turnoff. It's like enough with this cash only bullshit. Just don't put it there. And when you meet somebody... You, you, you never know what it's going to lead to. You know what I mean? The cash only turns people off because, yeah, maybe I'll give you cash. But you know what? Let's have a conversation. You say cash only? No, it's stupid. And let me tell you something. I deal a lot in cash because you can't, like, you know, you can't go and Venmo some farmer somewhere for a power hammer or whatever out in the wild. <laughs> of course. But of course. are you really going to take $20,000 to go look at a freaking sawmill in your pocket? Yeah. Yeah. That's how you that's, get killed. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's they never owned stupid. a sawmill. They just, you went to this place and it's out in the middle of nowhere and they killed you for the money that's in your pocket. Yeah. Did they pay cash when they bought the sawmill? The sawmill never existed. Yeah. Right. It was a ploy to get you to come out there and so they could kill you. I mean, yes, a dead yes. guy, there was a, there's a, a phony dead guy in, in red shorts with no shirt on laying in front of the house. Yeah. Totally. Woodmiser is nice, though. They are nice. Are they considered the better ones? Woodmiser would be considered the best. Is it? Is that the one that Jesse did a review on? Jesse no, Daniel? that was a Nor Norwood or something like that. It's also orange, but the Woodmisers are orange. They have a they go from pretty basic bandsaw mill, like just on a track, uh, to like full hydraulic on a trailer, uh, lifting and turning the logs with just levers instead of you having to manually turn the logs. Yeah, I think but, I've just found one of those 1999 Woodmiser Woodmiser LT40 hydraulic has 33 horsepower Kubota diesel. Yeah, Deep Barker. Yes. 
yeah, visor all that kind of stuff. Some Definitely. of them have a pre, they have a like a scoring blade that it's a circular saw blade that'll cut before the bandsaw blade gets there and it cuts through yep. the bark so that it saves the sharpness on the on the bandsaw blade because the bark is filled with dirt and just dulls the blades really quickly. Ah. There's a lot of like sawmill tricks I, that I know of in my sawmilling days. I don't do anything with wood because it makes me break out in hives. Yes, I've heard that. Derek, where is your sawmill now? My sawmill's right here in my house. Yeah. It's in his living room. So his kids play with it. The capacity is like 24 inches, basically, max, width capacity. Very Mm. bare bones, not not majestic with hydraulics. How are you feeling, Andrew? Do we need to? All right, I'll see you guys later. Is done. No, it's fine. We're wrapping it. He's oh, done. Yeah. I'll do. I'll do my hat. My hat on the horizon. Yeah, oh, yeah. Go ahead, uh, Mr. Russian. Pretty much nothing. Uh, I got the saw sharpener filer restoration finally done. That's cool. Uh, I Very got cool the handsaw attachment in today. It was amazing. It's like one of the first times that filer is so nice. Instagram has like pulled through someone I saw on a uh, on a viewer on Instagram that they found a filer with all these saw attachments and I was like can I have one and he sent it over it was very nice uh, I have some but, saw attachments for a foley do you have the wheels that, that hold the, the, the saw yes point? that's what I have so I have the saw carriage and the circular saw attachment. I don't have the bandsaw blade attachment, unfortunately. I would like do to. I have that? Because if I have it, you can have it. Yeah, maybe you do. I don't know. Uh, you should look it's, at my It's stuff. like a little half moon. It's very tiny. Um, that's pretty much it. Next up, I'll do a lathe. I'm going to do a small lathe, a small metal lathe. Be interesting. Okay. And I have, <laughs> I have a finished the nine-inch wrench design it's fully oh, really that's, is that what you showed us the other day that was on the mill in the picture yeah yeah but that was like the prototype that uh, i don't know that's why i need a 3d printer because we end up wasting all that machining time yeah um so it's going to be interesting to see how that goes we might be switching to what's called a high definition plasma cnc <gasps> what is that <gasps> Uh, like I didn't know it existed, but it's basically it's still a plasma torch CNC, but it is uh, apparently very much like a laser in terms of there's not a lot of slag on the back. What um, does it cost? The uh, like to buy the machine? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Probably thirty thousand. Oh, okay. Uh, but I'm not buying the machine. I'm just going to oh. switch. Instead of getting it lasered out, it might be nice. It might it might have a nicer cut to it, and that would make the machining and the end product better. But uh, it's supposed to be able to cut through two inches, which is interesting. Hmm. That is interesting. I had no idea these things existed. I don't know what the exact difference is. But everything it's supposed you can think to, of exists in one well, form Well, it's supposed fashion. to, like... You know, like the focal point on yours, Jimmy, is you have to like adjust that. So yeah, it's not yeah. like the cut's not beveled in some way. It's supposed to just be like straight down, yeah. you know, zero degree, nice and easy. 
and will not have that like lag that we saw. You know what? Like those teeth were cut diagonally. Yes. It's just going to yeah. be slower. My concern yeah. is, as with the laser, the longer it runs, the hotter the steel plate, the whole big sheet gets, and the worse the cut quality gets. Oh, yeah. What about just water jetting all that? Yes, it's three, it's three times the cost. When you water jet, you run through all the, the garnet. Like, you think you're just shooting water. You're shooting water with money in it. With sand. It's it's sand high speed sand blasting basically. one time one time use. Yeah, it's three times the cost, and I don't need to increase the price of the wrench any further because it's already uh, fairly pricey. Andrew, are you loading and unloading a gun in your mind? Are you okay? <laughs> He's always yeah. No, I'm just thinking about it. You yeah, can so reuse look. You can look reuse some of the garnet in in a water jet maybe does lincoln have i think lincoln actually has a high definition plasma cnc thing oh i don't know i my guy jimmy's got it but it's like you can use i think you can use your current like table but the whole unit that's on the side oh yeah that can be replaced as a high definition cnc plasma thing oh i have to ask if they take my call still i gotta check Anyways, that's all I got going on. And there'll be some like matches out soon, too. Uh, by the way, I would like to, because I'm not sure if they listen to this, but if in case they do, I just wanted to send this very, 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 very special thanks to my friends over at First Build. That's where I went to visit when I was in Louisville. Because when I was at First Build, one of the guys came over to me and goes, hey, this furniture shop, is they're selling all their, their equipment, and they have the same bandsaw as you. And so I went over to their place at lunch, and that's when I saw the bandsaw. And I was like kind of sweating bullets because I knew I should buy it. And I said, you know what? This thing could either go for a hundred bucks or it can go for a thousand bucks. You never know. And so when I got home, it was literally like four or five days later, I got home and the auction was just about to start. I was kind of sweating. I was looking at it online. I looked at the pictures I had taken. I talked to you guys about it and I called the auctioneer. I was like, you know what? I want to put a bid in. He's like, all right, what's your bid? So I put it, I bid 600 bucks. He goes, I'll call you tomorrow. I'll let you know if you want. He called me the next day. He said, you got it for $450. Nice. <laughs> so I said, oh, God, now what am I going to do? And my buddies at First Build. God, why did I want it? Yeah. And my guys at First Build, they bid and they won on the stroke sander. One of the guys at First Build. So those are my, those are my contact. They went with me to visit the products that were there because one of the guys was interested in the stroke sander. Anyway, so. Jeremy got the stroke sander, so the whole team went over there to help pack his stroke sander and pack my bandsaw. They brought the equipment back to the first build facility, and now they have crating up the bandsaw and the parts, and they're going to get it shipped up here to me. So, guys, I can't thank you enough for the extra effort you put in and getting me my second bandsaw. Mm, you should just tilt so, that one sideways. Now it's a sawmill. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm making these bars right now. That's what I've been working on all week. I haven't done too much social media because I'm waiting for the green light from Carhartt and Guinness. I'm making bars for Carhartt and Guinness. And I've been showing bits and bobs, of, but nothing cohesive. You can't tell what the hell I I'm like working. when he says bits and bobs. I try to incorporate that into my speech, but I just never, I, it never works out as, as poetically as it does for him. It's just well, you know thing. what? During this episode, we saw your bits and bobs, didn't we? Yeah. What? Why you. do you keep going back to that? Like, so weird. <laughs> he was, 
<laughs> he was just stunned. In There's Chicago. a hole in my boxer shorts and my wainer <laughs> fell out. Like, so what? So what? It happens uh, every day. Uh, I forget why I said bits and bobs earlier, but anyway, thank you to my bros at First Build. And they, they Taylor, also they created and sent me the pizza oven too. So guys. Taylor can be a boy's name or a girl's name. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, that's sweet. I'd okay. like to thank DeWalt for, for making the worst angle grinder. For sending me a a new grinder for free. Hey, is it is it the same grinder? I don't know. I haven't got the package yet, but I got a message from their corporate office and they're sending me a box. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I I use the hell out of that grinder and I, I really like it. I'm thinking about buying I mean, I don't talk to those guys anymore for some reason. They don't call me back, but I'm thinking about going and buying another one of those. Yeah, I mean, I was disappointed that mine smoked out like it did. Yeah. Because really, it's... Uh, Assembled it in America. Assembled in America with global materials. It's junk, dude. It's Chinese. It's like one one step there, but like not no, not no. All the way. By the so way, I would like to talk it's, about it's your facial expression like that is, today. That's what the facial that's what expression like a salad a salad is. What what's that? Assembled in America with global with ingredients. Global materials. <laughs> it's like, like oh cool. So you're cooking. You're making salad tools. So let's talk Anyways. about Jimmy's facial expression while he was. Using his Metabo salted a cup metal, like he was trying to avoid chips hitting him in the face, but it looked like he had oh. like put like forty-seven <laughs> Sour Patch Kids in his mouth at the same time. Was I making? I like never even looked at that clip. Brett, Brett put that up. Yeah, but you know what? I personally don't like using saw blades to cut metal because any one of those shards, you make ten thousand so shards, any one of them will make you blind forever. Yeah. Yeah. Any one of them. If you got that behind your eyeball, your eyeball is getting sliced to bits like an onion. So mm. the whole time, I'm just like hoping that one of those 10,000 little tiny razor blade granules don't end up in my eyelid. And so that's why the whole time I'm like squinting, hoping none of it goes in my mouth. None of it goes in my beard to fall in my eyeball later while I'm laying in bed. And none of it goes behind my glass. Sleep upside down. I, what I love is when it lands like right on the side of your lip. It. You know, because inevitably, it, then, you know, two days later, everyone's like, you know, you're having lunch with your friends. Like, dude, he totally has herpes. 100%. You know, you got, like, you like got a dude, metal splinter on the edge of your lip. Freaking burn, okay, from a metal yeah. shaving. And all your friends are like, yeah, right. A metal shaving hit you in the face right there, herpy boy. Yeah, it's exactly. The best. It's the best. So, I mean, I know uh, Evolution makes the cutting blades and DeWalt makes the cut. I personally would rather use a grinder. Because the little bit, I know they both have serious dangers, whether it's the vapor dust or whether it's the shards. The vapor dust won't make you blind as quick as the shards. These are Except there's shards from the disc when it explodes. Well, that's like a one in a billion chance. You just got to keep your face out of the orbit. All you right, dude, it's been true. fun. Love you guys. All right. That's He's it. dying. <laughs> he just <laughs> left. <laughs> I, gu I guarantee you he has diarrhea. Guaranteed. 100%. 100%. He couldn't handle it anymore. All righty.
This concludes another fantastic episode of the Fits All Podcast. We will see you next time. Oh, Jimmy's got the acoustic excellence of tapping hammers. We will see you all next time with amazing audio quality and fantastic (laughs) discussions. Bye, guys. Later. Bye.